You're listening to True Story, a night of true tales told to friends. The following story comes to us from Oakland, California, at an event where the theme was Betrayal. I stand before you a killer. To be honest, I can't even remember the names and faces of all the people that I killed. I had the interesting experience last night of going onto Facebook and looking through a lot of old profiles to try and find and remember some of the people that I killed during that three-week period my freshman year. And I should clarify that there isn't blood on my hands here. There's water. And the water was leaking out of a tiny orange squirt gun that was my weapon in a very frivolous but also extremely competitive game called Assassins. So I'll set the scene a little bit. I was part of a very intense dorm. We won all of the school spirit competitions. They would let our dorm in for free to the football games and put us up front, things like that. And this was, <laughs> this was intimidating for me as a more subdued personality and not a sports fan. So I was uh, struggling somewhat my freshman year. I was a little confused. I was I'd say floundering academically and socially. Um, and for some reason, when our dorm staff introduced this game that the whole dorm was going to play, Assassins, I really latched onto it. And I said, I am going to win this game. Whatever it takes, I'm going to do it. This is going to be my cause. So I'll explain the rules of the game quickly. Everyone is given a little squirt gun, and everyone is given a target, someone else in the dorm, that they have to kill. And you kill them by shooting them with your squirt gun when there are no witnesses. If anyone sees the kill, it's not valid. There are safe zones. Your own room is safe. The dining hall, libraries, bathrooms. If you're in those spaces, you can't be killed. You have two teammates who are allowed to see you make kills. So usually there can be no witnesses, but someone from your team, if they see you make a kill, it's still valid. So that's powerful resource. And then there are terminators, dorm staff members with much larger squirt guns that will <laughs> come after you and hose you down and put an end to you if you aren't making kills fast enough to speed the game along. And so every time you make a kill, you inherit that person's target. And it basically forms a big circle. And as there are more and more kills, the circle gets smaller and smaller until there's just two people facing off against each other. I memorized all the rules. I got my little gun. I was ready to go. And um, my first kill, it was so simple. It was like clockwork. This girl posted her class schedule on her Facebook page. <laughs> and she came out of like drama 101. And I come barreling down this little hill on my bike and like ride past her and hit her with my little water gun. I'm like, yes. And she looks at me. She's like, what? Seriously? I was on a completely different plane of intensity than she was. And there was a couple kills like that. Um, and it kind of blurs after there. There were a lot of, I killed a lot of people. Um, this went on for a week or, or two. And then things elevated as the game wound down to kind of a final core of more determined players. Because there were plenty of people who took this game very seriously. There were people who were holed up in their rooms day and night, hiding from their target or hiding from the Terminators. And my next target was Chris. And Chris had impeccable defenses. He was never alone. But I was determined. So uh, our dorm was laid out basically in a square with a uh, large courtyard in the center. The courtyard was where a lot of people parked and locked their bikes. 
there was a small like computer cluster where you could work and that had windows that looked out on the courtyard. So I pretty much lived in that computer lab for a couple days. And with every spare minute, I was watching the window, watching for a Chris. Ostensibly, I was, you know, working, but really I was like polishing my tiny squirt gun and like waiting <laughs> for a moment to strike. And on, I think, like the third day of this like stakeout, my opportunity comes. I see Chris and his like bodyguard come down the stairs. They see the courtyard's empty. The bodyguard waves goodbye, heads back to his room, and Chris is alone in the courtyard. And I grab my gun and I burst out the door and I run down the hall through the lounge. And again, most of the people are out of the game at this point and they've like resumed their normal lives. And so there's like people studying and someone playing piano. And I just dash through the scene like probably looking insane like my little orange gun I haven't showered in a couple days I've got this like raging light in my eyes and I burst out in the courtyard and Chris sees me and he doesn't know if he should go for his bike or just try to escape on foot and before he can do anything like I shoot him and like cry out in victory again and um at this point, there's really only a few people left. And there are people who are rooting for me, definitely. I'm kind of an underdog, but I have my, I have my ragtag supporters, my fans. And um, one of them comes up to me and lets me know, somehow they figured out that my roommate has been assigned to kill me. And they say this like, I'm sorry, but it's basically game over. Like, how are you going to survive that? But again, inside your room itself, you are safe. But every time I entered or exited my own room, I had to have an escort. I had to like drag someone else out of the room. Like you have to watch me open the door and go inside. And like the first night this happened, like he had like locked or even barricaded the door. So I was like standing out in the hallway struggling with it. And then as I struggle with it, he whips it open and he's like this very muscular Serbian guy. And he shoots me. He's like, bah, you are dead. I'm like, no, Augie, I have an escort right here. And the other guy like waves. I'm like, sorry, Augie. And I get in, I go to sleep. And, uh, I survived a couple days of this, which was longer than anyone thought I would make it. Then Augie gets killed. Someone gets Augie. Now it's just me and one other guy, Eric. And Eric is a very intimidating opponent. Uh, you know, perfect SAT scores, good at everything, athletic as well, kind of like succeeded at everything without ever looking like he was really trying. He was very confident that he had this game in the bag. And for a while, we didn't even know how to proceed because there's, there's only two of us. We would never allow ourselves to get close enough. And if we ever did, we would shoot each other at the same time. So it was sort of this puzzle. And like, how am I ever going to kill Eric? And how is he ever going to kill me? And for a while, we just like shot at each other down hallways and like tested the range of our little guns. Uh, and I realized that wasn't going to work. So I devised a trap for Eric. And Eric had been trying to set up like a fantasy basketball league, trying to get people to participate and like, hitting the dorm list with these emails. So I got one of my teammates, Sarah, to text Eric and be like, hey, I want to join the Fantasy Basketball League, but like, the website's doing something weird. I, I don't know. Could you look at it? And Eric comes to Sarah's room alone, and he walks in to look at her laptop, and I burst out of the closet and slam the door behind him and take my shot. And there's just a look of total surprise on his face. Like he, had not, he was not ready to lose this game. And that was it. The staff member who'd been running the game awarded me a, uh, a golden gun. It was a, a little squirt gun spray painted a golden color. He was sort of surprised as well. He was like, you won. Wow. He was like a little bit scared too. He was like, okay, man, like there's your gun. <laughs> and uh, 
we returned to normal life, and I went back to being a floundering, existentially confused freshman. And really, when I look back, this is definitely the most memorable and maybe the most acute uh, success moment that I had all that year. And I still think about it sometimes, and I say that if I could summon that kind of like furious determination and like focus and apply it to something that mattered more than like a squirt gun game, I could do anything. <laughs> True Story is produced by Will Rogers, Daniel Steinbach, Kevin Townsend, and me, Xandra Clark. Our theme music is by Daniel Steinbach. Coming up next on True Story. I'm not even really sure where we're going. I'm not sure if I'm leading the walk or if he's leading the walk or if he's thinking the same thing. And, you know, we just exchange a look and then proceed into the path. We're not that big on social media, so if you want to learn more about True Story or to host your own True Story party, head over to our website, truestorytime.org. We always love hearing from you. Everyone, I hardly know you, but when something comes and grabs a hold, take the hands that open up a life that's led is something gold. I've been alone, I've been.